0: For more information about today's article and to claim CME CE credit. You just finished your required office training, but today it was on something different, telemedicine visits. As a provider, you were not too excited about this topic initially, but now you think there could be some positive aspects for your patient. Your first patient today is Ed. He's 72, with type 2 diabetes, hypertension, a widower, and a veteran. He has struggled in the last year and missed some appointments due to transportation issues and timing of the visits. Could telemedicine be a better option in the future for Ed? Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today is Jill Terrian, Associate Professor and Director of the Nurse Practitioner Programs at the University of Massachusetts Medical School's Graduate School of Nursing. So you're ready for some TV time, Jill?
1: I am, Frank.
0: Wow. So um, this was a very interesting article that talks about some of the thoughts and some of the activities that's occurred with telemedicine and telehealth. Can you help put some structure around this? What is telehealth and how is it changing uh, primary
1: care utilization? Well, we're going to talk about a survey that you know kind of led to this discussion. But if you think about it, telehealth is, is not new, um, but the way we deliver it is. Uh, we've been doing telephone visits with our patients. For decades right and so and that's you know we're talking to the patient we're not examining them uh, and we're not visualizing them so now we have uh, video visits that can be done through a mobile app a computer um, you know and so that is changing the face of primary care or could in the future Mm -hmm. no and and
0: I think you're you're absolutely right Mm -hmm. I, I don't think Alexander Graham Bell's second call was to his doctor or her doctor Um, But can you talk a little bit about um, what this article says about who's using it and and, um, why they're using it?
1: Yes. So basically, a very large health system out in the Pacific Northwest put this in their electronic health record. They basically linked, you know, inpatient and outpatient all together so that, you know, it's great that there's ease of information and there's no downtime in finding out, you know, what the patient has done within the healthcare system. So they offered about, you know, 1,300 patients uh, a chance to uh, utilize mobile visits. And it could be, as I said, through the computer, it could be through an app that they had on the EHR. Um, And about 80% of the people took them up on that and said they would do it. Out of that 80%, there was a little bit less that actually did do the visit via the telehealth. So what they found is that um, the younger demographic, those under the age of 50, um, were the highest utilizers of this option. Mm-hmm. And there were a percentage that did not go through with it. Um, but what they found is is that um, the reason that they had um that they wanted to have for the visit is that it was convenience convenience was the number one 87 percent of the participants said convenience was the number one reason and then um they were happy that they were seeing their primary care provider this was not you know some a new patient visit or anything these were established primary care patients with a provider I thought it was
0: pretty interesting that convenience was was the the most common reason but my thought was, oh, this is some person who didn't want to take time off of work. When you drill down on the data as to why people preferred it, it was often because they had complicating fit factors as they had to take time off of work or they had to get someone to drive them there. In fact, two-thirds of the people said that they generally needed to make arrangements to come into the office and that this form of healthcare delivery resolved that issue. I thought that was, that was, that was very, very impressive. Um, so what are the pros and cons of, of telehealth?
1: What are the challenges? So, um, so on the pro side, we talk about access, right? So um, it decreases the transportation burden, just like you were talking about. So um, it's convenient, um, and it was rated as high quality in this survey that patients um, answered the questions to, um, and that out of, as I said about the provider, they were able to actually see their own provider. Um, in this telehealth visit. Um, the other thing that benefits not just the patient, the providers had high satisfaction with this. So that is another benefit. Challenges um, is that um, technical issues. So that was not talked about, you know, like in this study um, per se, but technical issues such as troubleshooting on both ends of the spectrum, the provider not having access or the, you know, the interruption of the service during the visit, that could be a problem. So you have to have good support technically in order to carry this out. Interestingly,
0: I would have thought people were going to be concerned about disclosing private information,
1: and, and that didn't seem to be an issue in the survey. So that, that was pretty interesting. Well, uh, so let's talk about that a second, because um, one of the reasons that was rated about half of the people that participated is they felt more comfortable disclosing sensitive information to their provider. Digitally rather, this, rather than digitally in person. Digitally rather than in person. Interesting. Um, the other things were, the, the other challenges that this population stated, um, there were some you know, people that said they would participate and then didn't. Forty percent of them said they really wanted an inpatient patient in-person visit that they felt more comfortable with that. They really weren't comfortable with the video visit. The other thing is they were concerned about what their surroundings would look like on the video. Yeah. So um, you know, because you know, taking a look in a person's home and maybe they didn't understand that maybe it was just you were going to just see their you know the upper part of their body or depending on what their complaint was. Sure,
0: that was that was actually a concern in one in four patients that they were concerned. How their home appearance would would look to their provider. I thought that was a very, uh, somewhere there's a PhD thesis in psychology on that. So any thoughts about how you might feel if you were doing these sort of visits? Would you feel comfortable in doing uh, telemedicine visits uh, and providing care in this manner since you've now done this training?
1: Well, in, in the area that I work in, I don't know. I think I would be open to it. I think you have to be open to what, if, if patients are satisfied with this and this is a need, um, I think I would be open to it. I do find that it makes so much sense in the rural population, which they have done this for years, for especially um, specialist care, specialty care, sure. you know. So I think that Um, I I would try to, I mean if that, I think the patient would have to have options. If they're not comfortable with it, you know, certainly you have to have that in-person visit if it's available.
0: I I totally agree with you. While I might find this issue a little bit challenging, I think it's probably part of the future and it may all be, as you say, in rural settings it's already Part of the present dermatologic visits are done this way. There's even a phone app that comes with a little gizmo you put on your phone that you can stick in children's ears to do wow. uh, otitis evaluation. So, so this is this isn't the future. This is this is the present, and we probably need to get used to it. One quick final thought. Any idea about who pays for this?
1: Interesting. So, for our listeners, um, you might want to go out and you know hit hit the internet to see what you find but medicare has some guidelines um you know so cms and um it's it's not really it's not really clear so i think it's going to depend on the insurance um that the patient has and how this is all set up so it's not really clear i guess my answer is not we don't providing any
0: help well we don't know yet and i think that's the case well, well, thanks, Jill. This is a very interesting article, and I think uh, it, it makes good sense that we start learning about this.
1: So, how about Ed? What are we going to do with Ed? I
0: I think in the future, assuming his concerns don't necessarily need our physical exam, besides looking at him and talking with him, um, we we can certainly offer it.
1: Well, I think one thing is to consider um, alternating, like come in for a visit and then do a a telehealth visit and see if the patient likes it. He does have transportation issues, and, you know, so it's something to think about.
0: Thanks again, Jill. Thank you, Frank. Practice pointer. Telemedicine is not something of the future. It's something of today, and adapting to its use and integrating it into your care will be paramount over the next 20 years. Join us next time when we discuss a treatment option for osteopenia. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, visit primemed.com slash podcast and see you next week.